Good morning, good afternoon. It's 12 noon and I'm AWOD. What an awesome weekend. Football season has officially been kicked off thanks to Ken Oxendine. Once he kicked that football pinata, I know it didn't really break open like we were hoping, but after he kicked that football pinata, bit season is over and football season officially begins thanks to River City Roll being an awesome spot to host the event. Thanks to all our staff who showed out and supported. Seriously, everybody at Odyssey, I mean, so many people in the building came out by and that made me so happy. Big shout out to the dogs, the AWOD Army. They were there, 20 or 30 members of the AWOD Army. That was awesome. And so it is game day on 910 The Fan today. And Odyssey Richmond is proud to be Richmond, Virginia's home for the Washington Commanders. We are airing every game, pregame and postgame, here at Odyssey Richmond. You can listen on the app or on the radio. And today it is game day against the Baltimore Ravens. Head coach Ron Rivera spoke to the media after Saturday's practice and gave an update on the status of those players who were injured ahead of Monday night's game against the Ravens. So he said, they're just guys that have a couple of nicks. We're going to try to be careful. Again, the key to it more than anything else is getting to week one of the regular season with our guys. Tight end Logan Thomas, who has been on the shelf for two weeks with a calf injury. Won't play. They're going to be very safe, extra cautious with the 32-year-old starting tight end. Um, he said the big thing about Logan is more about conditioning than anything else. He's been doing what he can as far as trying to keep himself conditioned. He's been working in the weight room with the strength and conditioning guys as well. He's sharp. He's already up to speed on what we're doing offensively. Defensive tackle. And, of course, the team captain, Jonathan Allen. This was This is kind of concerning to me. Reports came out Saturday. He's dealing with plantar fasciitis. And I know that is a terrible injury in basketball. Like, as a Wizards fan, Nene was one of our best players as center. He missed the entire season because of that. And so that's something to keep an eye on. Rivera did say it's nothing serious right now. But he's the captain. He's the leader of our defense. We need him ready to go and be able to go at full strength, 100%. And don't know if he could do that if he's dealing with the plantar fasciitis, which really might kind of linger throughout the entire season. I, I don't want to say that because I'm, I'm really kind of worried about this because he's such an impact player defensively, but it's not good. And his backup, Fedarian Mathis, got hurt. He injured his calf on the preseason game number one against the Browns. He is still out. Chase Young suffered a stinger. He's yet to return to practice. And then you also have a Andrew Wiley. He was the right tackle who was awful in preseason game number one against the Browns. Everyone agrees. He was awful. You know, most people are saying the offensive line was a big issue. And then you could kind of circle and say, no, Andrew Wiley was the big issue. The guy that started all year for the Kansas City Chiefs came over with the enemy and stunk it up. Now, they're going to be cautious with him because he was kicked in the calf but he it looks like will sit out tonight as well and so I just don't know how much you want to see of Sam Howell I originally was going to say I want to see him for a whole half and then the first drive of the third quarter but if he's without his starting left tackle and Charles Leno and his starting right tackle and Andrew Wiley against a Baltimore Ravens team that blitzes all night I'm I'm a little bit worried about tonight's game against the Ravens of course if you were there at football fest you heard me predict Washington would end the Ravens' 24-game preseason win streak. Cornerback Danny Johnson, who was injured when the Ravens had their joint practices with 
Washington, and tight end Mark Andrews slammed him to the ground. So he was back at practice Saturday but did not participate. Um, He's dealing with that shoulder injury. We'll talk some commanders during the show today with Nathan from Ref the District at 1230. Matt Valdez, the producer of the Sports Junkies and the biggest Baltimore fan I know, will join us to talk about the Ravens at 1245, preview the game. And I want to get his take on me predicting Lamar and the Ravens to make it to the AFC title game and possibly appearance in the Super Bowl. We've got NFL hits today at 115. I'll give you another season preview leading up to the start of the season. And I'll tell you guys why I'm all in on a quarterback in New York. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Sports Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 k This one, this one. The sports app. Let's start in Major League Baseball. Every day here on the sports app, we track the Washington Nationals. Trevor Williams was sharp for the Nats over the weekend in a 4-3 win against the Philadelphia Phillies, which was the MLB Little League Classic. All the Little Leaguers had front row seats. I thought that was really cool. Kbert Ruiz, unbelievable. He's been so good throughout the season for the Nats, and he continued uh, hitting a double here to give the Nats the lead early on. The 1-1, swing the ball, ripped to right, hooking toward the corner that skips all the way to the warning track. Picked up off the base of the wall by Castellanos. Abrams is in. Here comes Lane Thomas to score. Stopping at third is Manessis. And a two-run double to right. Hooked down the right field side by Ruiz. And the Nationals on the board first. 2-0 here in the home first. Kiebert Ruiz is our Nats luster by Adolph player of the week. But we've also been hearing a lot about Dominic Smith lately. He singled to left, scoring two as the Nats went on to beat the Phillies. Four to three. Let's take a listen to the call. Wheeler's pitch is lying the other way and a base hit toward left center. Into score Manessis. Ruiz rounding third. He will score. Dominic Smith the other way. A two-run single. Still nobody out. Four-nothing Nationals. Nats now 57-68 and 68 on the series or on the season. And tonight they start a series with the New York Yankees. The Yanks 60 and 64 right now. Ouch! Four games below 500. You'll have Josiah Gray, JoJo Gray on the mound for the Nats against Carlos Rodon. Josiah Gray, the lone at all-star for the Nats this season, has been great. Uh, young pitcher is only 25 years old, has 114 strikeouts in 24 games pitched this season. That game will begin tonight at 7.05. Let's move over to track and field with the World Athletic Championships and I'm here to tell you there's a new fastest man in the world. And he's a local guy from the DMV. I've been following the Lyles brothers since they went to T.C. Williams in Alexandria. That's now uh, Alexandria City High School, so they changed the name T.C. Williams. But the new fastest man in the world, American sprinter Noah Lyles, racing to the title with the 100-meter time of 9.3 seconds at the World Championships in Budapest. Lyle says he already knew he was the fastest. Let's take a listen to the race. Men's 100 final underway. Coleman gets that characteristic, fantastic stop. Noah Lyles is going to have to find something special. Let's silly tomorrow. Oh! 
9.84 the time. They're waiting on confirmation as well. They're waiting. It's Noah Lyles, world champion. I said I wasn't the one. But I thank God that I am. Look at the confidence there. The Lyles siblings, like I mentioned from TC Williams, they're go-gettered, united by unwavering belief that they will be the best in the world. So Noah, a three-time world champion in track athletics, felt overshadowed at the Olympics in the 200-meter bronze, uh, 200-meter race. He was the bronze medalist. And so now he is going to race in the 200-meter race. That'll be this Friday, all right? This Friday at 3.50, and everyone says, you don't want to miss it. Or, of course, Usain Bolt has the world record, 19.19. Once considered otherworldly, now appears vulnerable after Lyles' performance over the past year. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, we got a lot still to come on the show today tailgate ted is getting a fedex field early for the game he's gonna call in live from fedex for the first home game of the josh harris era that'll be on the show at 2 30 and there was so much going on on the sports world this weekend including the world cup final we'll do another sports app sports app 2.0 coming up at 2 p.m don't go anywhere don't change that dial i'll be right back Are you ready to join the AWOD Army? Tune in to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for the first ever football festival that took place this past Saturday at River City Roll. If you were out at the event, I want to hear from you throughout the show today. Give me your thoughts. 833-804-0910. Zach, thanks so much for your help there. It was an oh, awesome event, anything. dude. I didn't do jack. No, dude. you set up the tent. You were introducing people to Drabby. You know, you were doing all the good I, stuff. He surprised us. I know. He, that was the biggest surprise of everybody there was Drab T-shirt made the trip. Well, remember, Ryan Clary came on the show a week ago, who's our Nats insider, but also the producer for Grant Danny, and he spoiled it. And he said Drab was going to come. And then I called Drab, and he said, Ryan's a liar. I'm not coming. But then he showed up. Well, we got the better-looking guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've never been face-to-face with Clary, I don't think. No, no. But Drab's just a dream. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I walked in, his eyes. I mean, that's the first <laughs> thing. Honestly, I was so shocked that I, like, my body started, like, shaking. Like, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was happy for I know. You. Next I year, we need, it either. we need John Cakes Allville, right? We want cakes from the junkies next year. Hey, look, if we raise our profile a little bit after a good launch, a great inaugural event— Year two, maybe we get some hotel rooms for the junks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll actually come down. Yeah. Maybe, like, uh, throw in some gift certificates to get them some dinner or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I thought and it was cool. Game. One listener came, and he came because he heard the junkies talking about it. Yeah. When I called in on f- last Friday. So it was just an awesome event. And, of course, I ended the show by giving my season prediction for the Commanders. 10-7, and seven, in case you missed it. <laughs> We're going to the postseason. Why? Because I believe in the, out, the arm 
of one Sam Howell. And it is a game day today. What do we want to see from the starters? How long should they play? And can the Commanders and the Ravens preseason win streak? 833-804-0910. Call AWOD. 833-804-0910. It's time for the Commander's Corner. It's time for the Richmond. There we go. So Sam Howell told reporters that he's confident in his ability to lead Commanders. He said... He's just told me, speaking of Ron Rivera, that he's excited for me, that he believes in me, and he trusts me. To hear that from him means a lot. Hal said he believes he's going to succeed as the commander's starting quarterback. said, I'm always confident in my abilities. I'm always confident in my ability to come out and perform for this football team. All my work is ahead of me now. This is only the beginning. I have a lot of work ahead of me, and that's what I'm focused on right now. So tonight, will we see Sam Howell, right? I believe we'll see Sam Howell for the entire first half, which means we should be able to get a good enough look to figure out if this offensive line can hold up for four quarters, if the rushing attack for Washington is changed and more creative under new offensive coordinator and assistant head coach Eric Bieniemy, and if the passing schemes that Bieniemy is bringing over from Kansas City can work for a young quarterback in Sam Howell. He doesn't have too much game day experience, right? He played just week 17 against the Cowboys last season. And then we saw him for three drives preseason week one against the Browns. I need to see more from Sam Howell today. So I told you guys, I want to see Sam Howell connect on one deep pass. One deep pass. That's what I am hoping to see tonight. 8 p.m. on ESPN. That was the most impressive part of his week 17 start versus the Dallas Cowboys. The deep ball, something that Carson Wentz was supposed to do, but never had enough time in the pocket, right? The statue who got sacked 25% of the time in which he faced pressure. Then Heineke, you know, it was something that Heineke tried. He connected on a few deep balls, but more often than not, his arm strength would let him down. Now, I've heard people say Sam Howell is kind of the perfect combo of the two, right? Not that either was great last year. Believe me, I'm glad Carson Wentz is gone. But this team won eight games with mediocre quarterback play. If Sam Howell can toss the deep rock like Wentz and escape the pressure like Taylor Heineke, this team should win at least nine games in 2023. You win 8-8-1 eight, eight, last year. You tied the Giants in which you should have won that game. You lost to the Titans in which you had four plays from the two-yard line. And oh yeah, with the season on the line, you lost to the stinking Cleveland Browns. A team that won eight games last year Improvements at quarterback, improvements in offensive coordinator. You get Chase Young back healthy. I don't see how they don't win nine games. So tonight, I want to see Sam Howell air it out. Even if it's a turnover, stretch the field, force the corners to back off, throw the deep pass. Then you can work the underneath routes to Dotson and to Curtis Samuel. But at least, at least attempt the home run ball tonight against Baltimore. Then I am desperate to see Sam Howell avoid this sack to show me that he's going to improve with his pocket presence he did well in week one but he did take one sack and i'm i'm not going to blame him for that sack because i thought andrew wiley was completely burned but let's have that continue tonight with zero sacks right when it's open run when you feel the pressure slide up in the pocket something he hasn't shown yet something jacoby Brissett showed in his couple drives and hopefully he's able to teach Sam Howell how to feel the pressure because Sam Howell when he felt the pressure was only rolling to his left 
all right? And I get it. As a young quarterback, you want to roll to your to the side that you're most comfortable going to when you feel the pressure, and he was able to run for the first down, but he's got to show me he can step up in the pocket. He can move out to the right. He can move out to the left. He, left. he can dance around and throw it deep. He's got to show that tonight because he will face a ton of pressure. There's no doubt in my mind. This Baltimore Ravens team blitzes. They get after the quarterback. They have a strong defense. So, can Sam Howell deliver amidst being flustered, right? You know he's going to be hit tonight. He's going to have hands in his face. He's going to have a couple passes that might get deflected at the line of scrimmage. But can he stand strong in the pocket, take hits, and fight to play another down? I want to see that moxie that everyone talked about with Taylor Heineke. I want to see that in quarterback one, Sam Howell, tonight. That's what I want to see offensively. And then we go over to the defensive side of the ball, and we caused a turnover against the Cleveland Browns, but not with our first-string defense. It was second-stringer Percy Butler who uh, made the interception, all right, from the second-string quarterback from the Cleveland Browns. I want my first-team defense to cause a turnover tonight. That's what I want to see, whether it's a forced fumble, an interception, maybe a, a stop on downs, stop on fourth down. That's what I want to see from the defense because last year our biggest issue was not the amount of points we would give up every game right Jack Del Rio had this solid bend but don't break defense and at the end of the season they were the number one ranked team on third downs but they were 26th in turnovers created who was number one the Philadelphia Eagles who made it to the Super Bowl representing the NFC the Philadelphia Eagles who won the NFC East the Philadelphia Eagles that's what it takes in the NFL you've got to get short field how do you do that Cause a turnover. Have a playmaking cornerback. That's why he drafted Emmanuel Forbes. Have a safety that can come up and make a hit and jar the ball loose. That's what you're looking for from Derek Forrest and Cam Curl. Have some linebackers that can step in front of a tight end. Jammin' Davis, damn it, Jammin'. I need you to be good this year, and I need you on the field and not in jail. We'll find out the latest on him August 31st when he has his updated court hearing. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. So we'll get the commander's perspective from the fans here. Nathan from Ref the District will join us next. And then we'll get the Ravens perspective. Producer for the Sports Junkies, an awesome guy, Matt Valdez, one of the kings of radio. He has a radio school. He's always talking about with the junks. He'll join us to talk a little Ravens versus commanders at 1245. And, of course, the game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. It bounces off the stadium and lands right into my hand. I caught the foul ball at the squirrel's game. On the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. If you want to chime in, phone lines are always open. We like to make this 
The most interactive radio show is possible. It's 833-804-0910. If you're sitting in your car listening to the show, talking some commanders, call AWOD, 833-804-0910. Game day tonight against the Baltimore Ravens on ESPN Monday Night Football. You can always tweet us at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. If it's a good tweet, we'll tweet it. We'll read it on air. Mr. Montgomery tweets me at AWOD Radio. Name a team in the NFC that Washington can't beat. I believe we can make a playoff push. Matthew tweets me, I want to see solid offense tonight. What I mean by that is solid protection and reads. Good three to four yard runs. Nothing that makes only one person stand out. Something that is just the way it should be. It's balanced to where everyone does their job. That's a good point, right? Biennemi kind of loves to throw the ball, but we got to sneak in some runs tonight as well. Get Brian Robinson going. Get Antonio Gibson going and then... Uh, even the backup, Rodriguez, looked good last week. Joining us right now, talk a little commanders here on a game day, on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from the Ref the District podcast, DC Sports' number one show, it's our buddy Nathan. What's going on, Nathan? Hey, Awad, thanks for having me on. I, I'm going to disagree with you right off the gate. I don't want to see C-Rod and B-Rob and Antonio Gibson running. I need to see Sam Howe throwing the ball as often as possible. See, I understand what you're saying there, but also take back, you know, take a step back and realize Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, they don't want to expose Sam Howell too much. He does have weaknesses in his game, even though we believe, you know, he's some god of football. He has some weaknesses. He's only played one game, and so I believe if you let him go out there, like JP from the Junkies said, I want him to throw 30 times. I think there's some good in there also, but you also don't want to expose him so that week one the Cardinals don't know what they're getting. Well, here's the thing. QB is a position that you benefit from more reps. And as he mentioned, no one's seen this guy, right? He's only had three preseason games last year, one regular season game. He needs the reps as the starter. I don't care who the line is because this is how he's going to improve. Patrick Mahomes was playing. You, you got Aaron Rodgers already booked to play the final game of the preseason for the Jets. You're telling me these legends can play in the preseason, but we don't want the second-year starter to get any time? No, I want him to play an entire half. But take a listen to some of the things that Ron Rivera was saying with reporters where he was putting more, in a, more of an emphasis on the joint practices with the Ravens than the actual game tonight. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, the joint practices were absolutely great for the development of not just Sam Howell, but some of the other players on this roster. I just, I just don't see not, you know, having him out there. And to this point, we know this team wants to run the ball. Okay, so when we get to the regular season, Sam Howell's probably going to throw it maybe 24 times a game, and we're going to run the ball over and over again. So let him air it out today because this is how he's going to learn and develop and be a December, January quarterback for us for years to come. It's Nathan with us here from Ref the District on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Over to the defensive side of the ball, I said, I want to see these guys create a turnover. Get off the field with an interception or a fumble or a stop on fourth down. Yeah, they have to get started you know, early. This has been a problem for Jack Del Rio defenses uh, while he's been here in Washington is early on the season, they're not as dominant. They, they've turned into a top five unit. They've been a top 10 unit before as well, but they start off the season so slow 
And to your point, they haven't been able to turn over the ball in the last three years. So that's why they pick up a guy like Emmanuel Forbes in the draft, who's known as a ball hawk, who had the most pick sixes in, in college football. They do need to get these turnovers. We saw last week against the Browns, they they got ran on, right? They, they ended up having to get a goal line stand to get Cleveland off. I don't want the bend, don't break. I want them to break the offensive spirit by getting a turnover early and putting Sam Howell and the offense in a short field. Yeah, I agree with you there. Who do you think is the sleeper on the roster that isn't getting enough shine but will be a major factor this season? Give me a name. Ooh, I've been really liking De'Ami Brown, and I know this is, an, this is probably a pretty sexy pick for a lot of people, but what I've been seeing from him is he's not wide receiver four. I think that by the end of the season, he really could be wide receiver three. I think Curtis Samuel is an outstanding player. You can use him all over the field, but De'Ami Brown's come, come to play and get a paycheck uh, from this team because I think he's ready to kind of explode, and that's a big deal coming from a guy. I think he had five catches last year, so look for him to potentially be wide receiver three next year or maybe even as early as this season what would you say is your biggest worry ahead of tonight's game preseason game number two against the Baltimore Ravens I'd say I'm worried the Ravens will blow past our offensive line and be in the face of Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell all night long yeah, I'm not really concerned about the Ravens' defensive line. I mean, our offensive line is definitely nothing to write home about. But, I mean, the drop-off, if Leno and Wiley can't play at either tackle spots, the drop-off really isn't talent-wise that significant. We're not going from Trent Williams to a practice squad player. We're going from Leno to Lucas. This is So the offensive line – has been a concern, but I think that Eric Bieniemy has been doing a good job moving the pocket for Sam Howell. So my biggest concern is actually on the defensive side, who's going to step up as a pass rusher. You got Montez Sweat and Chase Young who are known quantities, but are we going to see, you know, Jones, the seventh round rookie continue to step up and surprise is KJ Henry going to make an appearance Casey Two Hill, who's going to be that pass rusher that Washington needs on the outside, because that's another thing that they're not really good at. You know, we talked about the turnovers, but pressuring quarterbacks, getting sacks. That's what, that's what concerns me. Cause if you give a quarterback like Lamar Jackson too much time, or you allow him to get you know around the corner and run the ball on you, that's going to be problematic for the uh, Washington Commanders as the season goes on. No, you're right. And, and you know, we haven't heard as much about K.J. Henry as I kind of thought we would. Uh, drafting him out of the fifth round out of Clemson, I really liked uh, what I saw from him in the tape, but we've heard a lot more about the seventh-round guy. We've heard about, of course, Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams and those guys. How about Eric Bieniemy? What do you want to see from Eric Bieniemy tonight to get you excited for the regular? season again I want to see him continue what he's been doing that we saw in the preseason game we've seen in some of the the joint practices and everything and that's that's protecting Sam Howell with play design and so move that pocket make quick short passes we know Sam Howell has a cannon but if you're doing a seven-step drop a la Scott Turner every play with this offensive line it's going to be a very very long season so the offense needs to get moving and by that they need to move the pocket get Sam in positions where he can make plays yeah and he's got to connect with his tight end Cole Turner once again who had four receptions for 31 yards preseason game number one with Logan Thomas still dealing with that injury and they're being extra cautious 
on the starter, I, I need Cole Turner to flash because last year I was really excited about him to be a red zone target, and then injuries just completely derailed his season. Yeah, the tight end group is all very, very tall. So you just hope that they can get, you know, the ball going to them. Uh, it is unfortunate with, with Logan Thomas being out. Armani Rogers was a guy I was really excited about before his injury earlier this year. Um, but, I mean, Bates is like a poor man, Jason Witten. If he can just get in space and actually catch the ball, it's not going to be too bad. He missed a big one this last time. Uh, but, yeah, Cole Turner, second-year breakout. Hopefully he's coming to the way there because, I mean, if you have to go down to Hodges, we might have uh, some big worries on our hands. Nathan, people can follow you on social media at the Nathan Parry. Also follow the show at Ref the District. So do you guys do a broadcast during the games? Yeah, actually, we'll be live tonight. So if you're tired of listening to the Monday Night Football broadcast, tune in to Ref the District on our YouTube channel. We'll give you play-by-play and commentary. It's like watching the game with your friends. Great times. Hey, what do you think about this idea? I threw it out there last week. If the first half, Washington struggles offensively and Sam Howell just doesn't look like himself, I would put him out there to start the third quarter and see what kind of halftime adjustments Rivera and Biennemi can make. Absolutely. I think if the only reason why you pull this offense off early is if they're just scoring every time they touch the ball. And, and that's it. If they're struggling, you want to see them continue get out there and get reps. Although we have heard from Eric Bieniemy, if the team's not doing what he's asking, he's real quick to pull them and put in somebody who will listen. Nathan, what is your prediction? I predicted that the commanders will end the Ravens 24 game preseason win streak tonight. God, I hope so, because I am so tired of hearing the Baltimore fans just talk <laughs> about that. It is such a meaningless record. So let's let's hear the Washington Commanders break this one like they broke Pittsburgh's undefeated streak, like they broke Philadelphia's unbeaten streak. Washington's going to walk away with a victory, 26-17. to 17. Oh, I love to hear that. Yeah, it would be great to end their, their win streak in the preseason. And to me, it would it signal a culture change here in Washington. And I think that is less by Eric Bieniemy trying to score more points. Doesn't matter. Second string, third string, fourth string. He wants to put points on the board. Nathan, thanks so much for joining the show, man. I appreciate it. Ashley, thanks for having me, Awad. You have a great day, and hail to the Commanders. Hail to the Commanders. Follow Nathan and his show on social media at Ref the District. I'm at Awad Radio. You can tweet me throughout the show, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. From the Commanders' perspective to the enemy. The Baltimore Ravens, your producer for the Sports Junkies. You hear him all the time on the air. It's Matt Valdez coming up next. Tune in to AWOD Radio for D.C. Pro Sports and Entertainment. Because he has no clue what he's talking about with going for it on fourth downs or challenging plays or play calling. It's the most frustrating team in the world to root for. And every Sunday, I depress myself for three hours. Every day, 12 to 3 on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Welcome back. What's going on, Richmond? How are you doing today? I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. So we've got the Richmond Commander every day on AWOD Radio at 1 p.m. We open up the phone lines, 833-804-0910. You can give me your keys to victory for the Commander's preseason game against the Ravens. We've got NFL hits at 115. I'll tell you 
why I'm all in on one New York starting quarterback. And that is at 115. And then Matthew Paris, who covers the Commanders for the Washington Times, he'll be at the game tonight. He'll join us at 130. But joining me right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, a guy that I'm a huge fan of and I've learned a ton from in radio, it's Matt Valdez from the Junks. What's going on, Valdez? Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. First, before we start, I want to say congratulations to you for this weekend and to 910, uh, the fan in Richmond, for putting on a, a great event. Uh, I'm proud of you and uh, looking forward to coming down to it next year. Oh, man. <laughs> I love to hear that, too. Yeah, they just needed to see how it went the first time. Right, yeah. Valdez is all in <laughs> on next year. We'd love to hear that. So uh, Baltimore Ravens against the Commanders tonight, preseason game number two. What are you expecting from the starters for both teams? Is it going to be a half or maybe even to start coming out the third quarter? Um, I know for the Ravens' perspective, I know that they are very banged up uh, on offense and on defense. Um, I know they'll probably end up holding Lamar out. Um, I know Tyler Huntley uh, is, has been dinged up all, all week in practice, so I'm not sure he'll get much playing time. Um, if Lamar plays, I would say it's a, it's a, a series at most. But you expect a lot of Josh Johnson, uh, a lot of Anthony Brown. Uh, J.K. Dobbins just got back to practice this week, so I think they're kind of easing him into the lineup. Bateman is kind of just off the pup list, so I don't expect him to play. I expect Jay Flowers to play. And on defense, cornerback, they are very beat up. Uh, I know Marlon Humphrey just had his foot surgery. Rocky Sin still has been out. Pepe Williams has a lingering injury. Uh, Armour Davis is hurt. To be honest with you, the, the secondary is so bad that I expect the commanders to really have their way uh, on offense with Hal, with Brissett, uh, uh in this second preseason game. I love to hear that, but I'm just worried about our offensive line. Washington will most likely be without their starting left tackle and right tackle. And you know, being a Ravens fan, you guys for the last 25, 30 years have been able to get after the quarterback with a strong D-line. And so what do you think this matchup against our offensive line? Will Howell be running for his life the first half? I don't think he will be. You know, typically in the past, the Ravens have had a very athletic and a very aggressive defensive line. But this year, they're relying a lot on Adefi Owe, who is their first-round pick two years ago, who really hasn't blossomed into a pass rusher. And last year, they drafted Ajabo with their first pick in the second round, uh, who's coming off of his torn Achilles before the draft. So they really haven't seen much out of those two pass rushers, uh, as much as so that they had to go out into free agency and acquire Jadavian Clowney off the street, uh, just because they haven't have had so much problem setting the edge. Um, if you're really worried about the interior of the line, um, take a look at Travis Jones, the defensive lineman out of Connecticut. It's his second year. He was one of those guys who was in the senior bowl who was really manhandling a lot of people on the defensive line in those practices. So and if you're concerned about uh, your interior line, just kind of watch them anywhere. Travis Jones matches up number 98 with the Ravens and see how he does against them. It's Matt Valdez, producer of the Sports Junkies, here with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. How much do you puff out your chest about this preseason win streak now at 24 games, right? I mean, the outcome of tonight's meaningless game, is this something that actually matters to you? You know, when it was starting out in the teens, it was, it was just like a nonchalant type thing where you just kind of shrugged it off. But it's just it's gotten so fluky and so 
so many so many more eyes are on it in terms of the national media and local media that it does make me kind of happy. Uh, I, of all the people, I, I don't want them to lose the streak to the Commanders. I really don't. <laughs> I, uh, just just because just because I, I, I saw all of the comments on the joint practice, you know, Commanders fans have their chest puffed out a little bit, and they're not going to tell you it means a lot to break the streak against the Ravens. But deep down, deep down, the fans in Richmond they will take a little bit of pride of breaking the streak. I agree, and, and that's why I said, you know, it would, to me, signal like a culture change here if Eric you know, the enemy in exactly the offense right. could put up 24 points or something like that. You're, you know, you're exactly right, Adam. A lot of people, they just want to shrug off uh, preseason, and there is some, there's some shrugging off of preseason because it's not, let's be honest, it's not real football. Uh, the, the starters aren't playing a lot. But, you know, you just got off a joint practice where – you, you didn't embarrass yourself. Some, some would even say you even won the joint practice, if there is such a thing as winners and losers in the joint practice. But your team looked good. Your, your team was disciplined. The, the offense looked good. The defense looked good. You held your own against the organization that is considered in the upper echelon of organizations in the NFL. So why not try and carry that momentum into the, into the preseason game against that team that you supposedly beat up on during the joint practice? I think it's a huge step for a culture change to show these players, hey, we belong with some of the big boys in the NFL. Matt Valdez with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. You can hear him 6-10 to 10 right here on 910 The Fan, being the fifth junkie, and he's also one of the co-hosts of Bit Season, available on Odyssey, the app, iTunes, Spotify, and more. Bit Season comes out Thursdays. So, Valdez, we got to get to what I really had you on, and Zach can confirm uh-huh. this. I'm all in on the Ravens this season, and I got into okay. an argument with NFL insider at Odyssey, Ross Tucker. I know you know who he is. You've had him on the show. He was clowning the Ravens. I'm not sure Ross Tucker has ever heard of Zay Flowers. He was predicting you guys to finish last in the division, and I wasn't having it. Well, it is a very tough division, but Ross is off his rocker. He's been drinking too much of the Eagles Kool-Aid. I think all he sees is is Kelly Green. You know what? You have one year of success as an Eagles fan, and then all of a sudden it goes to your head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we're keeping the receipts. Yeah, we are. And yeah. I just here the other part of this is I'm tired of the hate for Lamar Jackson. You know, there was this whole back and forth about where the Ravens going to trade him, and I just the whole time I was saying there's no way they're going to let a dynamic quarterback like that go. And so they got the contract worked out. I think he's going to play and be healthy all 17 games, and I have the Ravens representing the AFC. <laughs> well, I appreciate your confidence, but that was all of that was basically everything that you could want uh, is Lamar Jackson's availability. Look, I get it; he was hurt the last two seasons, and your best ability is availability. But he's uh, under a new offense with Todd Munkin. He's going to have a lot more control at the line of scrimmage. Um, he's, he has the ability to change plays. Uh, I believe the running the running backs are going to be much more involved in the passing game. I think there's a lot of excitement for Lamar and for the offense in Baltimore. It's just if the defense can stay healthy and, and, and stay, stay piecemeal together. It, it's been a while but in Baltimore where you can say the offense is ahead of the defense. But I think this year it will be a very explosive and it will be the defense trying to keep up. I'm wondering how excited is Matt Valdez to see Odell Beckham Jr. in a Ravens jersey this season? If he catches double-digit touchdowns, could, you, could we see you with a blonde streak in your hair? <laughs> 
You know what? If he catches 10 or more touchdowns, I will dye my hair purple. Just in honor of him. <laughs> and by the way, can you think of a better can you think of a better receiver for the Baltimore area than Odell Beckham? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great point, man. It's a great point. I'm excited for Odell. Uh, so let's get to your coach, Harbaugh. You know, is he possibly – now, I'm all in on the Ravens this season, but if this is another disappointing season where you deal with injuries and maybe Lamar misses some games, is Harbaugh possibly on a hot seat? Uh, I know that there's a lot of disgruntled fans, I guess you could say, with kind of the complacency. But, look, you can't, you can't part ways with the coach after 14 years unless it's become a disaster season. You know what I mean? Yeah. So unless, unless the team is winning – four, five games, and then it's just obvious the players have checked out on the coach, then I could see possibly making a move. But if this team wins seven, eight, nine games, and that's considered mediocre for a Ravens franchise, they're still running back next year, maybe make some minor adjustments, um, maybe bring in some up pass game coordinator, uh, something along those lines. But Harbaugh's here to stay unless it's a disastrous season. Great stuff, Valdez. He's a player's coach. The players love him. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Great stuff, Valdez. Appreciate you joining the show, and we're looking forward to seeing you at the 2024 Football Festival. I can't wait. I'll be down there with Trav. Maybe someone can watch his kids for him. Yeah, I know, right? They were a bit of a a disaster. He's lucky they're cute. (laughs) Yeah. All right, thanks, Adam. Yep, thanks so much. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. So you heard the commander's perspective from Nathan. You heard the Ravens' perspective from Valdez. Well, now let's hear from the everyday fan. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. The Richmond Commander coming up next.